If you're a travel agent, then you would most likely know that the travel and tourism industry has been around for well over 100 years. And yes, the threat of travel agents becoming a rare species, you know, the forever looming cloud that follows us around year after year, decade after decade of a predicted extinction that's been spoken about for well over the last 20 or so years proves to us just how valuable career choice that we have and unique business that we have. But when it comes to getting your name out there in the marketplace and certain things happen behind the scenes in the travel industry that are incredibly outdated, leaves us in a very vulnerable position and one that is quite concerning for our industry moving forward. So how do we spark change, lean toward the new travel movement and enhance your client interactions right from the outset? Good question, right? Well, tune in and let's meet today's special guest who just might be able to help us with some answers. Let's go and meet her. Hey, I'm Steph and I'm obsessed with all things travel, marketing, branding and helping you stand out from the crowd. In just under two years, I went from being a home-based travel agent with zero clue how to make it work in the digital world to launching an international ranking travel podcast and creating an online course to help travel agents in lead generation. Here's one thing I know for sure. There has never in the history of the world been a better time to create the travel business you've always wanted. All you need is an actionable strategy and someone to show you the way. Picture this, we're going to spend the next hour of our time together at the Swim Up Pool Bar, where over a cocktail, we deep dive into travel-related topics, mixed with a little classroom training. This show is dedicated to encouraging you to step outside of your comfort zone and into your travel business. I'll show you how I did it and how you can too. Hit subscribe now and let's get into it. If you're a travel agent wanting to onboard your perfect fit clients into your biz, download my free cheat sheet for lead generation systems you can use right now. Head to stephaniemyers.academy forward slash cheat sheet. You're listening to Unplug in Paradise, the podcast. Hello and welcome back to Unplug in Paradise. My name is Steph and if you are new around here, thanks so much for tuning in. I'm looking forward to another jam-packed episode today. So I really hope that wherever you are in the world that you're having an amazing day. And if you are tuning in, be sure to take a screenshot and tag me to your Instagram stories at travel.by.stephanie and I'll share it on for you to say thanks for the shout out. Today's episode is such a full and juicy one. Cannot wait to get into it. So I won't keep you here. But all I can say about today's guest is wow. Such an inspiring woman and one who I've loved learning from ever since we met via the same group coaching program last year. Cannot wait to welcome into the show today Leanne Hughes, businesswoman, entrepreneur, and high performance business consultant. Can't wait for you to meet her, so let's do this.
Before we begin today's episode, would you please join me while we recognise the generations of the local Aboriginal people of the Bundjalung Nation who have lived in and derived their physical and spiritual needs from the forests, rivers, lakes and streams of this beautiful valley over thousands of years as the traditional owners and custodians of these lands. In today's episode, I would love to welcome you to a very extra special guest, Leanne Hughes. Hello, Leanne. Thanks for being here. Thanks so much, Stephanie. It's so good to chat to you. (laughs) I know. I'm so excited for today's episode. We've got such a big, juicy, fat topic to sink our teeth into. For those tuning in who may not know Leanne, Leanne is an Australian businesswoman, entrepreneur and high performance business consultant who's blended all of her passions of marketing, education and her obsession with group dynamics and psychology to help leaders create engaging everyday experiences that are so contagious that they scale across teams, functions and regions. Uh, Our friend Leanne has literally been all over the globe with her amazing job that she's got. She's worked in uh, countries ranging from Mongolia to France and India to Hong Kong. Leanne quickly learned that she had to adapt her style to build connections and influence change across multiple regions. In 2021, Leanne was the winner of the Asia Pacific Learning Impact Awards for Learning Professional of the Year. In over 200 conversations on her first time facilitator podcast, Leanne shares strategies on how to accelerate trust and drive change to get the best out of people by making them feel like they belong and feel special all at the same time. So it's such an incredible career that you've got, Leanne, and an avid traveler at best. Love my travel. Yes. I'm happy to geek out on that for for our conversation, but I know you've got some really juicy topics to explore. (laughs) My first question though for you is if you had a favourite country that you could go back in a heartbeat, where would you go? This is really token, but my, my, um, immediately it's Thailand and it's Bangkok. It would be the city. And that's because my husband and I go every year, of course, bar the last two years, but the second uh, we went back um, really in in May this year and we, we just love the craziness of the place, the, you can, anything you want, you can get, you can get in Bangkok. It's, it's, it's just a place of opportunity. I, I really love it. Do you vibe off their high energy of everything being so busy? Yes. But then it's also nice to contrast that with like jumping on a plane and going to an island and just having that beach. So I think you don't realize how charged up you are in Bangkok until you leave. And then you're like, <laughs> oh, I'm actually breathing normally now. <laughs> Cause it's, it's intense. <laughs> It's intense. (laughs) It's almost like you need to have a holiday just to get over that holiday. (laughs) (laughs) Leanne, as you know, the travel industry is very much in damage control at the moment. We've got travel agents, travel suppliers, and basically everyone who works within the industry, including, you know, representatives for companies, things like that. We're all in a post-traumatic growth period at the moment and basically on the verge of complete burnout when it comes to serving our clients, juggling all of their sometimes unrealistic expectations in a, you know, I don't want to say post-COVID world because we're very much not out of the woods yet, Mm. but also in a way that's honouring themselves as businesses uh, who have had it tough inside of, you know, our travel industry. And we're amongst other industries as well who have really been hit hard. So, I guess I want to start, I received some insight recently, which I found quite interesting. Yes, we're a very much an outdated industry uh, and we're actually so exhausted at the moment. There's zero time for marketing. 
or refining our processes in the workplace. We've basically picked up where we've left off two and a half years ago. But now we're wondering how to create those really memorable client experiences now that we're moving forward into a new dimension of travel. Help us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a few pieces to what you, and I'm happy, like you're, you're the expert in your industry as well. And I can, I come at this in terms of I help our clients out with building their experiences, but also as a very avid traveler as well. And we've heard the phrase, the new normal, really, and I'm sure as your uh, agents and, and as yourself have, have really thought about, there actually is no normal. It's it's crazy. And now we got the, the fuel surcharges. I was at a lunch yesterday and we're looking at trips, international trips in the next sort of few months. And the the, the amount of like the price of, of airfares has just gone significantly. And um, even like, I mean, my favorite brand was Qantas. Uh, it, that brand reputation, I mean, this is like a massive industry. Like this is, you know, Qantas, one of the biggest businesses in Australia and the damage that they've received as well. Like I've worked with their cabin crew and how they're feeling. It is absolutely um, ricocheting all around the travel industry. And I think you're right there that just to pull up that there probably has to be a sense of understanding what you've just gone through in terms of one of the industries that was absolutely smashed globally. And the re- it hasn't even been a rebound effect. It's like a ricocheting mm. back to just insanity in terms of everything, single cancellation. Anyway, this is not new for you. Um, mm. So I'm curious. I like, absolutely what- agree though. We've definitely ricocheted. We haven't landed. We're just bouncing around like a pinball in a machine. Yeah. And I, like, I tell you what, what is interesting from a consumer perspective is that actually this is the first year that I've used a travel agent. And that is because I had a flight booked to Hawaii earlier this year. Um, I booked that myself through the website. And then, of course, then we saw the amount of time I was people were spending to get flights changed, eight, eight hours to call centers. And I thought, I don't want to do this now. So I'm actually telling everyone, use a travel agent because they're the experts getting through and organizing um, in a very hectic and chaotic world. So I think that's a competitive advantage, actually, for travel agents right now is that they can save us time. And I think mm-hmm. that is something that, Two years ago, we could do it ourselves, but now, I mean, and probably all your listeners are like shaking when they hear that, but this is from my perspective as a consumer. But now I think the the real competitive advantage is that. Mm, I feel like it's not our only one though, because it's Mm. definitely the one that I feel like has been getting the most attention. Mm. But also if you're kind of only leading with that as your only point of value, you're devaluing your expertise, your knowledge and what it is that you're actually best you know, talking about and your passions and what lights you up. So I suppose that's where that digital aspect comes into the business as well. Like how do we convert all of those attributes into a digital presence? Yeah, well, I'll even talk about my experience with even finding the agent that that I am using at the moment. And that is through the power of community. And what Mm -hmm. we're noticing now, and I don't know if any of your listeners are paying attention to what's happening in web 3.0, NFTs, all of that sort of stuff that's coming down the chain, but it's really built on the back of having a community. Um, And so what I've noticed, even in my facilitation business, so I was quite similar, really not to the extreme that your listeners are at, where my business was face-to-face workshops, traveling internationally. In March, that completely shut down. I couldn't get on planes. I couldn't go see people. So I had to quickly pivot my business to something that was um, that where I could run sessions on Zoom and support clients around the world and still provide value without actually being in person. Mm-hmm. And so there's a few different things. One is how are you building trust online? And I think that's where community and uh, really plays into it. Um, so the, the agent that I found was through a frequent flyer group. And she is constantly in the group, like just sharing updates, like you said, sharing her passion, uh, 
providing links to interesting articles. And she's gotten to a stage where people now evangelize her. That's like mm-hmm. word of mouth marketing. Um, they, when she's not even there, they start talking about the value that she's contributing. And mm-hmm. so that's the value of the back of community, of the back of building your brand um, based on the value that you're doing. And unfortunately, like it is a long game. It, it provides consistency. What you're doing now, Stephanie, with your podcast, having conversations, these are all little touch points in building that brand. So people talk about you when you're not there. Mm-hmm. So that's what really, I mean, stood out for me. It's like, well, the power of peer-to-peer referral is incredible. And I think um, I'm a consultant. And that is how I get business as well. Usually, you know, I can do all these posts on social media and podcasts and everything else, but 80% of my business is through referral. Now, some of the time that is uh, people just talk about the work that I do and that's organic, but the other 50% is I have to prompt it. And that's where you really have to um, be a bit brave, be a bit fearless and actually ask people to refer others to you. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I feel like at the moment there is a bit of a trend happening where the people who were booking with you before aren't booking or if they are, they're like the real loyal clients that have been with you for like 20, you know, 10, 20 years uh, and will follow you around until you kick the bucket. <laughs> Basically, that's that's the reality of our industry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're booking travel from your hospital bed. <laughs> uh, but there is a, there is a trend um, that your new clients that are really aligned are bringing that like-minded client referral your way Mm. and giving you a whole brand new influx of clientele into your business just by that word of mouth. But I suppose if you're kind of in that, you know, beginner phase, there's a lot of people that have come back to the industry, Leanne, from COVID. There's um, people are now uh, realizing that they want to start their own business. They've got enough, you know, gusto to start their own small, uh, travel agency business from home or go into an independent franchise. Mm. They're all looking at how they can, you know, maximize their presence, uh, but also build up their reputation and also client base as well from scratch. So there's a lot of people starting at the very beginning now. Yeah. Mm. And I think um, there's a real opportunity there, I think is actually starting from the beginning as, as someone really fresh is, are they announcing that they're doing this? So that's the first thing. Hosting events, I think is really powerful, both virtual um, and in person. And I think when I was starting out my own business, again, I'm a consultant, but it's kind of similar because you're selling yourself, selling your value. Um, mm-hmm. And it actually is about showing up and being visible wherever you can. Um, and because I, I used to think, oh, if I do this one thing and then I'll just attract business and it's like, no, no, you have to keep showing up and, and being present. Well, that's sort of my philosophy. So there's th- three things that I talk about is like your, your content, uh, your connections and your craft. And I think we always tend to lead when we start a business is we lead with how good we are at actually doing the thing, how good we are. at. But no one really cares about that. It's like the other two things that um, are important too. Something I'd recommend if you are starting your own business is actually to start learning the lyrics. And I would start working in those community groups like I spoke about, like the Australian Frequent Flyer Travel page. See what questions are coming up in that group often. See what the pain points are, what the opportunities are. And just even start commenting and adding value on those posts. But taking those questions and thinking, how could I create some content around this? Um, And then reaching out to maybe people that you've served in the past or friends and family. Again, we tend to overlook um, the the powerful referrals of our own network. So I remember taking my dad for a trip to India where I was running some workshops. We came back home and he rang me a few months later and he's like, oh, Leanne, uh, 
you seem you work with people right and I'm like oh my gosh I'm bad <laughs> I think so <laughs> yeah. like he doesn't even know what I do and so I think we've got to really arm up those people closest to us and help them also sell ourselves and I think we overlook we think oh I need new business and that means new leads not necessarily mm-hmm. like don't undervalue you've already built up the trust with your inner network Mm. And it's a matter of educating them and waking them up and reminding them that you're still here. But there is also an element of I'm doing things differently to what I did before. Mm. And I hope that's okay with you, but I'm still here to help you if you, if, you know, if you need me. Well, I think and that's, that's really exciting as well. So it's something that um, when we think about the new value that we can create for our clients, the, the, the biggest opportunity is what can we add what new value can we add for our existing clients as opposed to what new value can I add to the marketplace for people that don't even Mm -hmm. know me so this is what um, I think it's all about if you are understanding the market where there is an opportunity to jump onto things I mean I don't know do you have an example of this Steph of like something new that your agents are doing yeah I feel like uh, adding on like additional service fees and travel management retainers and things like oh, that, yeah. like ha- charging an upfront fee yeah. to even like book an appointment to even have a consult yeah. is such a new thing for our industry. And there's this assumption that everybody is doing that, but it definitely comes down to the confidence of the agent. Like not everyone aligns with those fees. And I mean, that is a fee purely based on your time and your expertise. It is not, no work has been done. Well, to have that fee. So to be able to ask that is such a huge thing. It's probably the number one topic in our industry that oh. is just raging with questions <laughs> at the it. moment. And um, one of my, I, I know this guy, Andrew Griffiths, and he wrote the book, someone has to be the most expensive. Why not make it you? And mm-hmm. I think what you're talking about there is actually a really great way to differentiate what you do. And um, a few years ago, because I positioned myself as a facilitator, I was running all these workshops and much like your agents where I was getting paid against the time, your agents were getting paid against the booking, but it was like the doing of the work. And now I'm moving or adding to my business model, the advisory, which is what you talk about, which is like being on retainer for clients to be a phone a friend when they need me. It's kind of like buying insurance. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's how I think it's like for your for your clients, um, like they could just position this to corporate clients or businesses or uh, even families and say, look, where you're we promise like by having this retainer, you're a priority customer. There's a lot of things that can come out. Of it. You know what you're up for when you uh, when you call us, there's no extra fee. That is actually, um, yeah, quite a great way to differentiate. And I think the, the those that are bold enough to do it because, it, yeah, like you said, when I started advisory, I was like, oh my gosh, is it even worth it? Like it's a real self-worth thing that comes into play, but businesses are lapping it up. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's a joyful way to deliver low labor, but you know, what's guaranteed in your pipeline. Mm -hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. I see that there's a lot of people that are still really struggling with even adding it into a conversation because they're looking at the dollar amount and thinking, okay, so where, where do I fit on the scales? Like how much, how much am I worth and how much is this client? And they're using it as a way to weed out, you know, that the potentials, you know, from the people who are just there to tie kick. And as we know, we're the biggest tie kick industry there is. People are literally like, if you're in a brick and mortar store, Leanne, like it's not pretty. You've got people kind of sitting down right in front of you asking you for a a flight to Bali, say, for example, they're literally on their phones checking the prices against exactly what it is that you are able to quote on the spot. And if you are more expensive, they just stand up and walk out. Like it's not even a 
good use of energy. Mm. They don't even know your name. You've just spent, you know, 20 minutes with them trying to build that rapport and get a little bit more from them. But yes, it's very much has that culture and something that I truly hope changes because there's very little respect when it comes to travel agents. Like we're very much put in the same boxes, you know, your your used car salesman, (laughs) Um, your real estate agents. And they're like, no, no, um, no, no offense to any of those industries. Like I mean, but that sales, the fact that we are in sales, that massive, uh, we have to wear that same hat. Oh uh, yeah. Look, that's, that's so, I mean, I, I can imagine that happening. I, and then that's absolutely, absolutely mm. pulling. So my, my thing is like, I had to buy some new running shoes if, and there's people that go into running shoe stores and just to try on the shoes and then just to buy it online. But I always commit to, if I'm there trying on the shoe and buying it from your store, that's just mm. a basic respect. And I'm sorry to hear that. Um, but I think you're like, I, I think that's an opportunity right? So Mm -hmm. the opportunity I had with COVID was a lot of companies were saying, oh, we're not going to do virtual workshops anymore because they're not as good as in person. And I challenged that. And I was constantly putting out content saying, it's actually virtually possible to have better workshops in session and you can have it now, don't wait. And it's up to us as the individual, if it's not happening across your industry, to disrupt it by doing something a bit different. So even as an example would be, I know, and I don't know how this would carry, but even in terms of your branding is like not even calling yourself a travel agent, the second you mm-hmm. do that, you're commoditized. Mm-hmm. Like there's, <laughs> so it's actually like, what is a language that you can use around this? Is it um, a, an in-person, in-person, I don't, I don't even know what it is yet. Maybe after this call in the shower tonight, I'll think of a concept, <laughs> but I, I just don't think the second you say used car salesman, we all have that label <laughs> and it's, as an industry, it's hard to disrupt that. However, there's opportunities as individual agents, particularly when you're starting your business to disrupt it by, by using different language and trying something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's very little polarity in our industry. And I feel like now people are starting to feel a little bit more creative when it comes to titles and things like that. Like they're experimenting with different titles, like they're calling themselves travel designers, travel specialists, travel psychiatrists, travel, you know, travel <laughs> strategists. Yeah. strategists, you know, like they're trying to call themselves something different, but it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, mask the fact that they are actually themselves when it comes to their business and they they can call themselves anything they like, yeah. you know, like Leanne, like you could call yourself high performance, you know, consultant, uh, but you are Leanne Hughes. Like it's just, it's not even a question. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of masking. Like I feel like travel agents are very good and susceptible to the fact that, oh, if I just put that there in front of me, that'll make me appeal or look different to a sea of travel advisors where it's an oversaturated market there's not much differentiation um yeah so I feel like that's a a really big thing that's happening at the moment as well we're all happy to hide behind a title hide behind a logo hide behind branding colors but not actually able or willing or confident to show up and just be that person and just strip everything away yeah, it takes it takes courage to do that. Absolutely, mm-hmm. particularly when you've come from. Um, and I was a corporate dropout. And I remember when I was posting on LinkedIn, even for the first six to twelve months of leaving my business, I was really holding back on what I actually think because of fear of judgment from the people that I just left. However, I realised that um, my friend he calls it, "Don't be a consultant in a sea of vanilla shiboleths." <laughs> what that means is just a herd. There's a herd out there, and they're all saying the same thing to be contrary and to be a little bit different. I mean, I would find it really interesting if 
a travel agent or a travel strategist said, here are 10 reasons I'd avoid using a travel agent, right? And they wrote them down and then their objections are actual into sales pitch into, into their business. Like mm-hmm. no one's doing that, but that would attract my attention as opposed to here are five reasons why you should book with an agency. It's like, we've all read that. <laughs> we've all read that. Like you said, everyone knows it saves time, but it's like, okay, well, what's the value of your time? Like there's so much that can be done, but you need, mm-hmm. this is what I mean. There's an opportunity, particularly if you come from, uh, you're a travel agent dropout, you're a corporate dropout like I am, is actually, and so here's a cool tool I actually use at workshops when I try and think about disruption is spend 10 minutes and write down every single assumption or truth about your industry, like, and just make a list and then have a break for 10 minutes and come back and then write, what would the opposite look like? And then mm-hmm. you go marketing the opposite. Mm. It's a, it's a, it's just an interesting way to disrupt yourself. Like you said, Stephanie, we can call ourselves whatever we like, but we've also got to convince ourselves that uh, we're worthy of the title, that we have what it takes to back that up. And sometimes I find particular that for me, if I can create content and evidence and articles and podcasts about it, then I'm sort of selling the idea to myself, which makes it easier to sell to others. Mm, Yeah, I love that. I feel like there is actually an episode on my podcast. um, I think it's episode number seven, seven reasons why you shouldn't book with a travel agent. And it's literally my number one most downloaded episode. (laughs) (laughs) It is, um, it's very much a parody as to, you know, it's basically writing off the fact that I love sitting on holds on on for hours and hours to an airline whose headquarters or, you know, call centre is in a different country. I love being able to sit on the phone and speak to somebody who I don't <laughs> understand and I love fighting with them until they put on something, someone on the phone who I do understand. <laughs> like <it's... laughs> that, Those are all the reasons why I booked the travel agent for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are and they're very, they're very much, um, yeah, so there's very much a, you know, a funnel into the business from there. <laughs> I'm, wondering, I'm curious, like, cause I, I had a guy on my podcast, work and live large and he is a, uh, so I'm obsessed with following flight review YouTubers. I don't know if you watch them. There's a guy oh, called no, Chu. They, they, they get thousands. And I mean, Sam gets like millions of views. He gets into Emirates first class and does it. And you basically, there are plane geeks around the world. And I'm wondering like, would that, so this is like the, the other evangelism opportunity is who are the other influencers that are influencing the travelers? And I, I would imagine those YouTubers, like particularly a guy like Ryan, who's quite new, he might be, there's opportunities there perhaps to see like what is in this pool of travelers and where can you then have uh, strategic partnerships or collaborations with those types of people? Mm, mm, for sure. I feel like there's a lot of uh, shifting now towards having a travel niche because in our industry, when you're a travel agent, we're literally the only sector inside of the tourism industry that doesn't actually have a niche. Mm. Mm. We're supposed to be everything to everybody. Like we can sell everything from a bus ticket to money exchange to first class tickets to, you know, any other experience in the whole world. Mm. But there's a lot of people and a lot of fear surrounding the fact that are we going to lose clientele if we are not offering everything to everybody? And the travel agents that I speak to closely, they have, you know, made a pact with themselves during COVID that they would only sell and talk about things that they have a true passion about speaking about. Like they know that they're truly aligned with what it is that they're speaking. They know that's what they're best who, and, and the people who resonate with that are the people who they're best serving. 
So it's a really, really uh, interesting shift. And I really, really hope it does continue to uptake. I feel like it's been quite slow out the gate because, yes, we've had an influx. We've had the revenge on travel. Just our gates have just opened up with clients like, we want to go, let's go, Um, waving their passports madly and, you know, slapping it on their hands. They just want to get going. Um, But, yeah, there's been no, you know, honouring that pact to themselves that they made during COVID to purposely make things different moving forward. Yeah, I get that. And that's 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 a strategic type of question. I remember STA Travel, they, they did the 18, like they were a sub-brand, right? And they did the 18s mm-hmm. to 35s. I remember booking my first trip out of university with STA because of that really clever design niche. Um, mm-hmm. You're right, there is an opportunity here in terms of, of niching, like it's, and it, but it's just another way to stand out amongst the herd of people that do everything. And you talked about burnout before and a burnout mm-hmm. can be when you are delivering everything to everyone and particularly when you're not aligned with the clients that you work with and they just drag your energy down. I mean, I would actually think about when I, in my first few years, sometimes when you're starting out a business though, you'll say, you'll say yes to everything. And I think that's actually a rite of passage and it's okay because that helps you figure out, okay, who do I like working with and <laughs> who do I not like working with? A cool tool mm-hmm. I did, I've actually got this list here and it's called Leanne's Not To Do List. So I went through my calendar for the last 12 months in January this year. I went through every week and I was like, what meetings did light me up? What meetings did I not like? And then I just found out like, what's the theme with these clients or these meetings? Um, and I'm like, I'm not doing them anymore. And I've got this list here because you get asked all the time, but up front I have like, okay, it's written down. I agreed to that at the beginning of the year. I'm, I'm not doing that because it's hard to mm-hmm. say no. If you, if you're, and I'm sure like travel agents, you guys are awesome people. I'm a people pleaser, so I always tend to say yes to things. But Mm -hmm. um, part of the battle when you're niching is actually saying no, like you said. Mm. And having those boundaries in place to have to actually say no and have parameters on that for yourself. And I feel like a lot of that comes from, you know, they talk about boundaries. We talk about boundaries. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, what are your internal boundaries? You know, have you got any limits on yourself? You know, you can put boundaries with clients and things like that, but what are your internal boundaries? So if you say no... Mm. And your client's constantly pushing. Are you just going to cave yeah. in and go and do do the thing? If they, if or I, are you going to honour yourself? I always <laughs> honour myself. I'm very mm. people. Yeah, I'm actually pretty good at now. Now I am at saying no because I've been to a stage where I've been close to burnout and it serves no one. And I think, mm-hmm. but this is where to be able to say no, like you said before, you need to know where you're going. Mm-hmm. and what the alignment is if you don't know that that's why you say yes to everyone now the other thing I've done Stephanie is I've got some like no templates so because like rather than you having to craft oh, stuff cool. yeah, so in advance, like- it's like just nicely diplomatically like cause I always appreciate like I'm not I'm, of course I always I'm grateful for opportunities and for people reaching out so there's always like I'm grateful there's a bit of that gratitude in there but a diplomatic way of saying no so I don't have to like consume my time and energy trying to think of that response Mm-hmm. But, but uh, yeah, gosh, if I said no to a client and they kept pushing me, that would even, I would dig my heels in even more and be like, heck no, I'm not working with you. <laughs> You've just proved my point. <laughs> Thank you for helping me reinforce the no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, but like my, my boundaries are even like I, 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 on Mondays, I just book out the whole day for myself. No one can book in on Monday with me. And even if a client wants a workshop, they, it's, you know, I might say no up front or it has to be pretty compelling for me to say yes on a Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have parameters around that, but I also know that I'm I'm working with a global uh, with global clients. So I'll get up at five o'clock in the morning to run webinars. But that's cool. I love mornings. However, European clients, I'm not very sharp at eight p.m. So maybe not. Mm-hmm. 
So you, you get every, with every decision, just reflect on it and go, you know, did it bring me joy? Is this aligned to where I want to go? If not, what can I do next time to mitigate that? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And like I was saying before about there's a lot of people joining the industry, they're picking up the same workload as what they had when they were in a store environment and they're working from home and they're potentially, you know, they've got a part-time job on the side or a full-time job on the side and they're just like, I can't take on any more clients. I'm at capacity. And they may have only started their business, you know, three or four months ago. So they might only be three or four months in, but they're at that stage where it's like, I'm fully booked out, which is awesome. It's great. But they actually haven't done any of those important foundation work to mm. actually get their business out there. So when the season comes and they do come, we're in the travel industry. We've got, you know, sh- <laughs> we've got yes. peak shoulder and low season. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's going to happen. So what's what's something that we can do within that low season that's actually going to help us continue to work on the business mm-hmm. that's not necessarily bringing in that, you know, that finances that our industry is all about just, you know, and at the moment that's what we're doing. We're money grabbing, recouping two and a half years worth of, worth yeah. of finances. I get it. But there still hasn't been that shift or that click yet that this is exactly what it is that we need to be doing to grow and scale. Because there's a lot of talk of future-proofing at the moment, Leanne. Like, uh, how do we safeguard our our businesses into the future? Uh, and what I'm looking at is that there's actually a huge disconnect between planning for the future and trying to really control that. And I feel like the students inside of Travel Agent Runway, like my flagship course, are the only ones that are doing the thing to embrace the digital landscape and make it work for them and scale them and grow their business. But... I feel like there's a lot of future planning happening, but not really any strategies or, um, you know, things that we can put in place for the present Mm. to really help our future proofing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I just feel like no one's talking about what we can do now. Everyone's talking about what we can do in the future. And that's the big disconnect that I'm seeing. Yeah. And I think it's very similar. I used to work in the mining industry and it's very similar. It's basically you just get to work and it's putting out fires every single day and then Mm. you get to the end of, the quarter or the year and it's like the strategy nothing in the strategy has been executed because it's just been like trying to so I mean that comes out of of many different reasons I think for travel agents it's viewing that what you're doing so the craft piece like what you're doing in your work is actually view it as a marketing opportunity so view Mm -hmm. view every client you have now in peak season as an opportunity to market now what I think tends to happen is and even with this uh, flight flight, uh, travel agent I'm working with now um, we've had the conversation she's booked my travel and I haven't heard from her. It's like I should be on an email list. Like she should be, she should be nurturing me into her network for the low peak times. I think this is mm-hmm. what you mean by the strategy. Is that, uh, oh my gosh, you've got all these people knocking on your door. You're helping them with short term things. Where's the opportunity to find out more about them, what they enjoy? Like where mm-hmm. is that nurture sequence to then set you up so that, uh, for those for um the low season that you're talking about. So. Mm. But what you're saying is like, oh, we're so caught under. But it's kind of like the Stephen Covey, he talks about sharpening the saw. You know, sometimes um, we're so busy driving that we've, we we don't fuel up the car. It's the same philosophy. Mm. Um, so I think it's carving out time. So this is what so I spoke about, and I know this is a luxury now for me to book out every Monday, but that's what I work on on Mondays. It's like that deep work, that stuff that I need to do, the systems to really um, like, to, you know, batching content, batching emails, getting the automations ready so that I can just sort of fly into that mode. So I think the two elements are, one, how can you 
carve out that time, um, mm-hmm. even if it's an hour and know what you need to be doing to position yourself for that. Two is how are you viewing your current opportunities as future opportunities and what are you doing to then nurture that? I think those mm-hmm. are a couple of key elements to play on. Yeah. What would mm-hmm. you recommend? I'm curious. Yeah. Well, I did a, uh, a case study on one of my students last week who is now the number one pop culture travel specialist in Australia. Uh, She entered uh, Travel Agent Runway last year and was very much, you know, at the very beginnings of her business. Uh, She had foundations, she had a brand in place, she had websites, all that sort of thing. So all all of the skeleton of the business was there. But being able to flesh it out with a brand, uh, with her blog and things like that and gaining traction there with different different things that she's talking about um, and using that as her core content channel to then create her content. And and it's working. Like she's she's booked out all of her, you know, she was up very much early in the morning doing all the Disney cruises when they all, you know, came online eventually. Yeah. Uh, so poor, poor girl, she, um, yeah, walked away with quite the Disney hangover, we call it. Um, <laughs> But I mean, I feel like there's a lot of, um, I, feel, I feel with her, with her in particular, like I just really feel, love the fact that she's actually thrown herself in it and she's done it all while having a full-time job mm-hmm. in government. So she's full-time job outside of the industry and how she's actually uh, taken everything on board inside of the program to actually make those important, you know, do the deep work, do those changes and actually ex- implement something that's going to sustain her business full term mm. not just short-term gains there's a lot of a lot of uh, people in the industry wanting these silver bullet strategies and they come onto master classes they take what they can and then they walk away and go cool I'll do that in my own time it sounds easy enough but what they don't get and this ties back into your conversation earlier about community is that you've got other people inside of the industry from all different brands all different networks all different franchises that are on this same journey with you. And there's nothing more rewarding. Like Leanne, you and I met inside of a group coaching program. Like we know exactly what this feels like, but there's nothing more rewarding than actually having people and knowing that people are on this same journey. The struggles are shared, you know? So it's not such a hard slog trying to do it all on your own. And when you are a solopreneur, it's very much a one woman or one man race a lot of the time because as we did discover in the industry, our family don't even know what it is that we're going through. They don't understand the industry. Even the, the government don't understand the industry. Even their like payment packages and relief packages for travel agents, all their parameters are on that was completely out of whack. <laughs> Just looking at it going, holy moly, like they have no idea exactly what it is that we do because, yeah. There's just a very lack of understanding. So I feel like for me personally, there needs to be a lot more education about that. But then also um, uh, with travel agents as well, like educating clients on what it is that you actually do, like what services do you offer and why do you offer them and what are you not prepared to offer and also why as well, because they're going to keep asking those questions. So maybe having like a I don't know, attaching a FAQ sheet to your link tree or something like that and (laughs) And referring people to it just because there's lots of questions of people like, you know, and I think with travel agents too, because sometimes we can talk about the same thing over and over. So one client to the next, it could be the same conversation, but yeah, there could be an easier way around just all those common questions, just having them in a FAQ and going, cool, 
is yeah. your question here? I mean, I'm, have a look. <laughs> I'm, I'm such a big fan of Notion and even like mm. just quick loom videos or YouTube videos, just about like two minutes. Cause I tell you what, I, and this might be in some insight into your community as well, but before I even approached the travel agent, like even asking her about the flight I was looking for, I actually felt guilty because I was making her do work and I wasn't paying her upfront. Like I felt super guilty. That was mm. a barrier like for me because I don't oh, like. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It was really interesting because I don't, and even I've got a great accountant, but she doesn't charge for advice. And I'm like, you should charge, like, I'm like, please invoice me for this mm. advice. And she won't. And it's like, I play, I, I value your expert, experts, expert advice. And I think upfront, it would be, you know, even a video, like, don't feel guilty. This is what I'm here for. And this is how, you know, I don't know, just some insight into, I, I don't know how transparent your agents want to be, even, you know, not, not commission or anything, but just that was a real objection for me in mm-hmm. actually reaching out to her. So yeah. Mm. And I think you're right well, about the whole group mm. coaching program. There's so much value in the community and just supporting each other. And like you said, you can slog it out alone, but really you're accelerating your development when the second you jump into a program. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. And also learn, being able to learn off other people and, you know, like I still jump on to those coaching calls and I don't have any questions. I just listen because there are definitely questions and things like that that keep popping up that I didn't even think to ask. And that also has, I feel like, has accelerated my journey, especially in that, you know, course creator world. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't ever give that up for anything, like that chance to learn from other people who, you know, theoretically inside of our course program, like we have uh, probably, you know, over 500 years of total experience between the travel advisors that are in there which is absolutely extraordinary like how do we harness that power and unleash it and yeah I don't know I'm just so excited about the future of travel and where it's going but um me yeah. too I think it's the best thing ever so it's actually the only mm. reason I work is so I can travel <laughs> <laughs> this is why I work so hard that's exactly right yeah so what have you got on the horizon, Leanne? Have you got any things uh, cooking up for, you know, the end of the year or big things for next year? Yeah, well, I'm uh, a few things. I, wanted, I mean, I am travelling in a few weeks heading to the UK and the Philippines and Ireland. I've actually got a, con- a couple of conferences next year. One is um, maybe in Kuala Lumpur that might be happening, one in California and one in Fiji. So still travelling to speak at those. Um, but off the back of my first time facilitator podcast, I've created like a process for creating workshops it's very meta but there's a lot of experts mm. that are brilliant at the content and their expertise but they don't know how to turn that into something that's engaging to deliver to people oh, so, I feel like I need to be a part of that <laughs> uh, well really I'm putting out this masterclass just to validate the idea because I wanted to write like a quick like a hundred page ebook about it and um, mm-hmm. people are jumping in so I think it's that's what I'll be working on between now and the end of the year is getting that book out so I can share it when I'm in California um, mm-hmm. and then who knows? More consulting work, more international opportunities. Um, yeah, I, I like I, I like having a bit of strategy, but also a bit of serendipity in my life. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's also traveling with purpose too, because what you're doing is meaningful work. You're helping so many people and so many businesses and so many countries and. Yeah, so you're, you are spreading a little bit of Leanne everywhere. Oh, I love that phrase, <laughs> traveling with purpose. That's that's nice. Hmm. Love it. Yeah. So Leanne, how can we get in contact with you if we want to stalk you on Instagram or check <laughs> check you out, check your website out? Yeah, I love stalking, love stalkers, love workers. Uh, Instagram, <laughs> I'm on Instagram at Leanne Hughes. Uh, website is leannehughes.com. Uh, yeah, uh, LinkedIn, I'm very active. I'm probably my most active platform, YouTube. And my, yeah, website, podcast, first time facilitator. Um, yeah, if you search me, you can find me pretty much in all those places. And I would love to connect and find out what you're doing in the travel industry. So please reconnect. 
Oh, beautiful. Thanks, Leanne. One last little golden nugget of wisdom I'd love to ask from you is, um, is there any wise words that you can share with our audience? Just if they're feeling a little bit stuck and alone in fearful right now, like, is there anything that you can kind of give that might help those people? Yeah, well, I mean, two things. One, I want to validate how you feel. Like, it's okay to feel that way. And um, sometimes I know when I felt that way, I try to sort of resist it and that can make it worse. So one is acknowledge it, validate it. It's okay. We all go through these peaks and troughs in life and work. So that's fine. Um, The second thing is find out what will help you maybe reflect on the past. If you felt this before, what helped you uh, move or progress through it? For me personally, um, and this is not for everyone, but my response is actually just to take action and to get out of my own head because the negative self-talk is not helpful. And Mm -hmm. it's funny, we have ideas and we think this idea will work or this is not a good idea. But the only way to validate that is to throw the idea out there. That's why I did that blueprint. It was in my mind. I thought, I think there's something good in this. But it's only until you throw it out there that you, and no ego attached. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, if this flops, that's not a, that's nothing on my self-worth or my value as a human being. It's just that that mm-hmm. idea at this time hasn't worked and I'll move on. But um, that is my way of getting past it is by throwing ideas out, seeing what works and then moving towards that if it, if it does. And if it doesn't, that's cool. That, that was an experiment. Let's try something else. Mm, being yeah. able to detach yourself from something and, you know, I suppose in our industry, and I love this pun, is just making sure it has wings. Oh, I love, <laughs> I love that. Yes, that's gorgeous. Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. Yeah. Oh, thanks so much, Leanne. I've so appreciate the conversation that we've had today. And I know that so many travel agents out there will value and treasure what little golden nuggets that you've shared with us. And I look forward to all of your upcoming journeys. I'll be looking and following closely on your Instagram. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks so much. It's been a delight talking to you and uh, your listeners as well. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Thanks, Leanne. If you're wanting to download an online version of today's show notes, you can head over to travelbystephanie.com.au forward slash 56 on how to spark change in an outdated industry and what is the key to enhancing your client interactions. Thank you so much, Leanne, for joining us on the show. What a fun episode. It was absolutely so fun and I feel like I could speak to you for ever. Uh, but yeah, so awesome to see that there is things that we can be doing as an industry to better upskill our social interactions as well as ones with our clients. And yeah, I feel like it all goes hand in hand with our digital marketing as well. So thank you so much for all of your wisdom and your golden nuggets that you shared with us today. If you don't yet have a digital marketing strategy in your travel business and you're wondering where to start, head over to my social suitcase. The link will be in the show notes as well, which is my one-stop shop to getting your name up in lights in the digital world and creating an epic social media content strategy packed with ready-to-go templates that all you need to do is nothing at all because it does all of the heavy lifting for you so you can grow your travel business and onboard brand new clients in just seven days. If you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Make sure you DM me on Instagram and consider subscribing to Unplug in Paradise on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, also on Audible and Amazon Music now as well. If you're feeling extra generous, would very much love a five-star rating and review. 
If you do have any questions about today's episode, please reach out and I'd do my best to get some answers or some clarification for you. Love a good power session, the DMs, so make sure you do that. Thank you again for tuning in. Until next time, see ya. Bye. Bye.